and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 74. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Sunday, November 22nd. It is about 15 minutes after 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we are back again. And it's gotten... I, I can uh, promise you I won't be doing a 30-minute intro this time. We're not going to go overboard there. We're not playing catch-up, really, in terms of... Uh, what news and uh, announcing things and my experiences with extra life and stuff like that. And I'll try not to whine too much about my continued lack of a PlayStation five. Ah, uh, that's still, that's still a thing. Walmart is the worst. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I woke up this morning to uh, like Twitter um, on my, uh, what's it, the recommended feed. There was like a hashtag. It was like Best Buy restock, and I was like, "What?" It's like, "Oh, it turns out they restocked at like four in the fucking morning, so I missed out by hours." Uh, the, it's either the people, you know, it wasn't even the people that woke up that early that got it. It was the people that never went to sleep, and they like, were just always awake anyway. And they were like, they're like their bloodshot red eyes just started over to the computer notification. They're like, "Uh huh," and yeah. <laughs> they just went straight for it. Like, as much as I hate Walmart, it's unfortunate that they're the only ones that are telling me when I'll have a chance. Everyone else is just like, oh, you know, maybe get lucky. <laughs> yeah, I would say everybody. Uh, we're I'm pretty much should be able to release this on Monday. So it'll be tomorrow on the 23rd that this comes out. I would just say just as a guest, just because I've been saying this, James, I think I was saying this well before we even had a release date for the consoles. I said they'd release somewhere in the first or second week of November. And then I said they'd get a second wave in black friday week so we, at least they mm-hmm. for sure have a massive second wave of consoles uh, i'm like almost positive about so we're coming close to it now which november is actually going way faster than it should have uh yeah. i feel like we just had halloween and Dude, it's already all 22 sudden, days later yeah like all of a sudden it's like november 20th i think today's 21st and it's just like what the fuck like actually it 22nd. really oh my God. didn't it went incredibly fast like i could have sworn we just walked to that sandwich shop and i had the pumpkin outfit on oh my god yeah like that felt like last week and it's been apparently 22 days. That is scary. I'm actually getting Damn. scared that this doesn't make sense. Anyway, uh, just stay tuned. I would say, uh, keep an eye. If you want an Xbox, if well, you want a PlayStation, the... watch for black Friday, obviously, but be ready because it's going to be an online battle. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't go in with your physical prowess anymore in the stores and fight some old woman. I was literally just, just like... making that joke earlier today to Daniel. Oh really? I was like, oh, man. if it were an, like an actual black Friday rush, I could like run in the store and literally fight people. But here I'm just stuck refreshing my page and hoping I get one. There is always hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speaking about uh, Black Friday, though. Uh, so Walmart originally said that they were going to start selling their Black Friday deal or stock of PlayStation 5s and I guess Series Xs at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Thanksgiving. So the day before Black Friday. Now... Because their second sh- uh, like wave of uh, PlayStation sold out again in minutes and destroyed their site, they are they now say on their site that literally due to high demand, they are now going to be selling their Black Friday stock on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So they're so eager to sell you a PlayStation or sell someone a PlayStation that they are doing their black friday i not it's not even a deal you're literally just buying their stock that they have they're doing their black friday shipment two days early on wednesday that's crazy <laughs> yeah 
that's gonna be it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun for everybody what's even more fun is they're selling their series x uh allotment at the same fucking time on the same day so that's just gonna double crash the site it's like no one there is planning oh that's gonna well i'll be over here playing my ps5 so you guys have fun uh i i I bid you all uh, a fond farewell and some good luck may the forest be with you may the Uh, odds be ever in your favor yeah, it has ever be in your favor. Um, <laughs> you have and always will be, my friend. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I love Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica quotes, guys. It's fantastic. Um, I, James at just you like his, he's really squinting at me. I love it. I actually, I I won't lie. Now that I've had a resurgence of Katie Sackoff in my life with Mandalorian, um, and I mean besides her being Bo-Katan and you know being the voice now, a singer visually. Uh, and so she looks still just looking, like the cartoon character. looking like the character. It's just making me want to now finally watch Battlestar Galactic because everyone always talked about it, and it seemed it's like out show. of all the sci-fi stuff, it seems the most contained as well. I guess you could say because it's just one thing. Yeah. Instead of like, hey, there's like 18 Star Treks and uh, Star Wars is Star Wars. Uh, at least we have Mandalorian, and then uh, I, I don't really. I watched the Stargate movie. That was fun. That's about it. Uh, but anyway, five minutes, I think is enough instead of 30 yeah. for our intro. Let's get right into it, guys. First off, uh, let's just quickly go over what we do got covered. So this one isn't necessarily big news. This is actually from a Star Wars book that IGN was actually revealing piece by piece of stuff. And I just kind of took one of their articles and went through it to see all the goodies. But uh, kind of what the Star Wars sequels would have looked like under George Lucas's direction originally before uh-huh. Disney. Uh, so I wanted to go through that a little bit. We also got uh, some theater deal news between Universal and Cinemark that is just kind of how things are going to work, at least in terms of what a theatrical release will be looking like now. And actually a bunch of DC news. Uh, it's just a good amount of stuff, everything from HBO Max to theaters to CW. So there's a, a good amount to go through there. After that, we'll jump into gaming news and we got everything from... Game Award nominees to the G4 TV special coming. Uh, So that's going to be the two things for gaming. Not really game-centric, but more so like these kind of events, um, which are the only events now. Yeah, and they're nice little contained things, not a festival that is three months where you're stabbing yourself repeatedly. Uh, Yeah, John Keeley didn't feel like stretching the Game Awards into the entire winter. And IGN didn't make, like, game day, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then you're like, I, I want to not watch this, but I'm kind of curious what they have. And then you watch it and you go, I, I regret a lot of things, honestly. <laughs> I regret watching this a little bit, but, you know, it's okay. Whatever. Uh, so we'll go ahead and jump into all of that right now, starting with some Star Wars, guys. So uh, this is apparently from Pablo Hidalgo, who's kind of like the Star Wars human encyclopedia at LucasArts. Or Lucasfilm. Sorry, I forgot LucasArts. It's dead. Oh, dead. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's dead. Uh, but yeah, Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, he is one of the main guys there. And this is from his Star Wars Fascinating Facts book, as well as Paul Duncan's The Star Wars Archives from 1999 to 2005. So these are kind of what it was with George Lucas's plans for a sequel and how it kind of differs from Disney. And you can kind of tell in this, it, it seemed like it would have been a sooner movie, uh, but also it uh, seems like it does take a lot. It jumps more from the prequels in terms of what he was doing there 
than the original trilogy kind of in terms of like the direction style he does oh so not chronologically like in between. no 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 no, no. Okay. I'm, like the kind of the stylization that he has in it you like politics guys right you like, guys like politics oh that's what you mean <laughs> oh boy um which you know it i i had no problem with that stuff it was more so the fact that he said yeah it's for 12 year old kids and i'm like how is that gonna be understanding by i remember being a kid watching that and i'm like where do we get the next fight oh boy yeah pretty much i remember seeing that as a kid too and i yeah well wait, if you guys want to if you guys want to listen to some fun prequels talk which actually oh yeah, we already we had go this conversation the, <laughs> yeah go uh check out up to it down to it number one and we actually go all in and it's like oh, i would say like i right, said it's a very it. unique conversation james if you want to hear us talking about the so that's the prequels if you want to yeah. hear us talk about the sequels we have the the star wars christmas special but it's just the star wars special where james and i talk about how disney's done with star wars and why it didn't work well uh and, okay, and yeah. we just kind of go mandalorian was good and then everything it, else is in this positive i think the overall mood of that episode just makes me think of that scene from the godfather when Vito is like looking at his uh uh his son sunny on the morgue table and he's just like look what they did to my boy Oh, yeah. my boy <laughs> my baby boy uh, yeah so here's uh here's the lucas stuff uh so this is quoted from the article by jesse sheedon uh so with the new trilogy leia would have been a main character and her conflict would have centered around the struggle to rebuild the republic and avoid the corruption and needless bureaucracy I almost said that wrong. That enabled the rise of Palpatine's empire in the first place. That could be cool. Uh, quoted from Lucas, I had planned for the first trilogy to be about the father, the second trilogy to be about the son, and the third trilogy to be about the daughter and the grandchildren. That is actually a neat idea, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we also assume that like the children become members of their, you know, it's like, it, it seems like it would take then the whole thing of the books where you'd get Luke training uh, Jason Solo and Jaina Solo, the twin children of Han and Leia, uh, as well right, as right, Anakin right. Solo, their younger son, and Ben Skywalker, Luke's own son. And of course, who would have Mara Jade Skywalker, his wife, who was a former Imperial agent and also now a Jedi. Uh, she also was the original wielder of the purple lightsaber. Everyone forgets that. She had a purple lightsaber, guys. For real? Uh, yeah, dude. Huh. Yeah. I'm pretty sure... I actually don't know what happened. I'm pretty sure that happened before the prequel movies. So you actually... Because you don't see Mace Windu's lightsaber until episode two. So I'm pretty sure they gave her one first. And then Mace Windu got one after. I could be wrong. But... Huh. I could. Okay. I'm pretty sure their whole history happens before that. Which, uh, I will say really fast, uh, you know how Ben Skywalker, Ben Solo is like, you know, uh, what's this, Kylo Ren and all that shit that happens, he Mm -hmm. turns dark. The the whole story in the books was Jason Solo becomes evil and becomes Darth Cadus and Anakin Solo dies. I forget how he died. He dies first and then Jason uh, Jason Solo is Darth Cadus, kills Mary Jade Skywalker and Ben, I forget what happens to Ben. But then Jaina kills her own brother to stop him. Because Luke is like too much in grief or something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, next is the time period. 
So it starts, uh, this is another quote. It starts out a few years after Return of the Jedi, and we establish pretty quickly that there is this underworld. There are these offshoot stormtroopers who are also, who, who started their own planets. And Luke trying to restart the Jedi, he puts the word out. So out of 100,000 Jedi, maybe 50 or 100 are left. The Jedi have to grow from scratch. So Luke has to find two or three year olds and train them. It'll be 20 years before you have a new generation of Jedi, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, it seems like, uh, at least from the uh, from Jesse's thinking there, uh, it, this trilogy would have unfolded over decades uh, to kind of branch out the eras of like, you know, first they're just getting through like the post-Empire to, hey, now we have a new Jedi Order and stuff like that. Hmm. And like the kids. And it seems like this is where they would potentially get into the uh, CGI kind of thing uh, for it. But... Uh, this is another Lucas quote. Okay, you fought the war, you killed everybody. Now what are you going to do? Rebuilding afterwards is harder than starting a rebellion or fighting the war. When you win the war and you disband the opposing army, what do they do? The stormtroopers would be like Saddam Hussein's uh, Ba'athist fighters that joined ISIS and kept on fighting. The stormtroopers refuse to uh, give up when the Republic wins. Mm. Or when they're, yeah, when the Republic wins. Interesting. Yeah, so here's where we get the... Uh, the interesting part uh darth maul potentially would have returned and become the uh bigger central villain of these sequels a crime boss who unites the criminal underworld and fractured remnants of the empire against the new republic interesting that kind of makes me think of how he was... well, he does that in the clone wars <laughs> yeah oh you're right yeah he does i was thinking about how like at least in current star wars disney canon uh, he was the i guess east not easter egg he was like the teaser at the end of solo where it's like oh, yeah. oh he's alive and he still has a lightsaber <laughs> but well i already you already knew he was alive if you watched the if you watched the uh, animated sure. series james you would know he's but alive the, i don't know it just it makes me wonder do you think they're gonna actually ever deliver on that in another movie or is that just like solo only kind of exists uh well we know how he dies so i don't uh, know right. we got his ending already it'll be one straight up kills him again <laughs> he did. Yeah. james i don't know if you know he it'll be one literally kills him in like five seconds i did hear about that yeah he straight up he does a qui-gon stance and then darth maul lunges at him and he just goes like Wah! and he's <laughs> like i'm dead <laughs> and then Obi- he dies in obi-wan's arms and he's literally like because he knows why Obi-Wan's there. Because he's watching over Luke. Right. And he's like, he looks at Obi-Wan and he's dying. And he's straight up like, tell me, is he the one? Is he the one to bring balance to the Force? Is he the chosen one? And Obi-Wan is like, yes. And Maul's like, he will avenge us all. And then he dies. Hmm. Which is actually quite tragic. Because it's like the whole thing of like, he also knows like, this kid now is, Maul knows that this kid is the only one that could stop Palpatine, basically. Right. Okay. So that was a really cool thing there. Uh, and he, he, you know, every now and again, you do feel bad from all a little bit. You just can't help. It's more so just because you're like, he could have been in all the movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could have, he could have kept him instead of Count Dooku Puku, but okay, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Lucas continues to say there's a power vacuum, so gangsters like the Huts are taking advantage of the situation, and there is chaos. The key person is Darth Maul, who has been resurrected in the Clone Wars, car- Clone Wars cartoons. He brings all the gangs together. Hence. 
why Lucas works so hard with the Clone Wars, having Maul jo- er, re- eventually return. Interesting. Uh, Maul's very old, and we have two s- versions of him. One is uh, with a set of cybernetic legs like a spider, and then later he has a metal ha- ha- uh, he has metal legs, and he was a little bigger, more of a superhero. Yeah, he does changes like he becomes more bipedal than like in the in the very beginning. He straight up is like a fucking spider. It's actually crazy. Uh. Uh, not only would Maul have returned for the sequels, he would have had a new apprentice in the form of Darth Talon. Talon was first introduced in the Dark Horse comic series Star Wars Legacy, which is set more than a century after the events of the original trilogy. Um, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember correctly. I, if I think it's who I think it is, Darth Talon is like a red Twi'lek. Okay. So it would be a female Darth. And, uh, yeah, she's, I think she has a regular red lightsaber, but yeah, I think that's all I remember. She's like a red Twi'lek and she's got a red lightsaber. That's about it. So you'd still have your rule of two and they'd both be fully alien, which is kind of cool too as well. Cause you know, he's a, he's from Dathomir and then she's from Rody. Uh, no, it's from Ryloth. That's the Twi'lek mm, planet. Uh, James, I can't believe it. I almost forgot the planet that the Twi'leks are from. Imagine not knowing that I like, I couldn't. I couldn't live with myself. They're not from Twi'lekia? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, yeah, but, like, if you ever watch, like, um, yeah, like, Solo and Clone Wars, you'll see his rise. Like, he straight up, in the Clone Wars, he one by one conquers, like, different crime uh, crime syndicates. Everything from the Black Sun to the Huts to some other stuff. And... Uh, he eventually takes them and then takes Mandalore as well, which he loses Mandalore, but uh, for what he does have Mandalorians with him for a good amount of time too. Huh. And uh, he doesn't afterwards cause he kind of fucks them over, but uh, he at least has that. And then I guess that, you know, when solo comes in, he's still in that point because he does escape again in clone wars. And then pretty much you have clone wars and you have rebels and in between that timeline is where Solo is. Right. Okay. So, and, and in Rebels, he's straight he's straight up just a random old dude that wanders around everywhere. He's like, ah, ah, ah. So what I think, James, is Solo would have been about, uh, if he had remained in Solo, it would have been him losing uh, his crime stuff to the point where now he's just left alone when you get to him in Rebels. He's just some dude wandering around because he lost his empire. Mm, okay. And then uh, after Rebels, which, you know what? Actually, that makes sense. Scratch that because there would never have been a Solo or Rebels if Lucas was still there. So we would have actually never had him, of course, being Rebels as a wandering old dude and wouldn't have died by Obi-Wan's hand uh, in Rebels. So it would have fast-tracked from him in Clone Wars getting away to the sequels where then he would take power. So he's still the crime lord, so he's still been kind of building up in the background. Okay. That could have been interesting. Yeah. I had to, I had to remember that, like, some of that stuff is, like, Disney and some wasn't. Uh, I almost... Oh, God, I almost read that wrong. Luke, I, I thought it said Lucas would have still died. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, no, Luke would have still died. So, um, apparently, Luke Skywalker would still potentially die. Uh, but we, uh, it doesn't really say the circumstances. We just, it says, uh, uh, we, it doesn't say like what his, 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't say. So who knows? Uh, we. I'm curious, James. Would Luke have been killed by? I'm curious what Luke would have been killed. I think because it seems like if Leia is being, it seems like Leia would be a full politician, and Luke would then be like you know Jedi Master and stuff, rebuilding everything. I'm thinking that either he gets killed by like Maul, or it's the whole um, Jason Solo turning to the dark side, becoming Darth Cadus and yeah. killing him. I think that would have been more interesting. But I think one of his uh, Padawans like turned on him. Yeah. It seems like it would have been like either in eight or nine then for sure. Cause they wouldn't have killed him in the beginning. That would have been stupid, but uh, it does make more sense to it, especially though, if they do like the decade spanning stuff, but we do see the growth there and actually not be like, yeah, it's just on an Island the whole fucking time. We'd fucking drinking from a walrus tip. It would have been like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> fucking stupid. Um, it would have been like, uh, you know, like I said, it was like my biggest problem was like, you know, you just kind of wasted, you just kind of shed on this character and took away like yeah. all this history you did get in the books and said none of that happened. In fact, nothing happened. So yeah, he tried training like a handful once, of students and then it didn't go and well. Then it didn't and then go well. Just and back. he was just like, I just want to go somewhere and die. Yeah. See you guys later. How, how's it going? God, it's, I mean, they're also, you, you look at it now and it seems hella bare bones, but also I see like they didn't want to have that many Skywalkers, so they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Give them like one. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the so the decade spanning thing makes sense to me because that's literally what he did in, ep in episodes one, two, and three. Like, there's like almost a 10 year time gap between episode one and two where Anakin goes from being like a small child to like a mid-teen or something like that. Man, how how many years was it? I don't I don't remember. But and then there was another time jump between episodes 2 and 3 where he was like a little bit older and like actually a master at that point? No, cuz that was the whole thing about uh episode 3 was he was mad that they put him on the council but they didn't give him the status of master. Can you believe not getting the status of master when you join a council? It's like I find it crazy that they were like, yeah, okay, fine. We'll let Anakin be on the council, but we're not making a master though. Like, but he, might, he wasn't really a master yet. I mean, I, I just wouldn't have put him on the council in general. Why did he, I forget, I literally forget why he needed to be on the council. Imagine though, like his reaction was just like, well, that's kind of why. Yeah, so I know, right? <laughs> now you know your answer. This is, this is unheard of. I just remember being in the theater being like, you know, when you get, it's like the cringe moment before cringe was called cringe. It was just, you felt yeah. embarrassed watching that scene. Cause you felt like you were just being, I don't know. It just felt embarrassing just to witness it. It was that type of shit. I always hate those moments in movies where I'm just like, I can't walk away. It's kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. but that's, yeah, that's totally one of those moments. Uh, Actually, everything in episode two is kind of one of the, <laughs> every Oh, Anakin, sweet, sweet little Annie uh good times but uh looks like the last few things here is uh key similarity is force sensitive young woman uh there was a 14 year old girl named taryn later renamed athea or winky i really hope not what? winky <laughs> sorry it's just weird. <laughs> look out it's winky the jedi monster <laughs> oh fantastic uh but hidalgo even hints lucas's sequel may have revolved 
around uh, this heroine seeking out a missing disillusioned Luke Skywalker with Lucas apparently drawing comparisons to Captain Willard's hunt for Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now. Uh, uh, so I guess there is another failure and shit, but I don't know. Can we just not do that part? Can we just actually not repeat? It's just everyone seems to be like, yeah, we're doing something new, and they just do the same thing that already happened. Like, fucking, can't you just actually show growth? for once just not do the whole like everything went bad so everyone died so it's like kind of we restarted and it's the same but it's different but it's the same but i said it was different look there's glowing foxes yeah it's one of those things where i don't know why but the the phrase that jumps to mind is like missing the forest for the trees where it's like maybe they they were focusing on that they changed like a couple little details but then didn't notice that the overall story is still the same. Yeah. So that's really the main stuff of it, but it's an interesting read. If you ever want to look into it, just like find this article on IGN or just look up probably anything in like Wikipedia or any other Star Wars area. I'm sure a bunch of different things have it. Uh, it's interesting always to kind of see what, Lucas wanted to do, but it always seemed like the things he wanted to continue on, like this is still him based off of what he wanted to do in the prequels. So I would have expected more kind of similarities to that, where he, his focus like that, that was kind of the thing with him. His focus is more on the technology than anything, uh, which was kind of his Achilles tendon as well, yeah. or Achilles heel. And as long as like, it's like now we have we have the guy now like we have his spiritual successor we have the guy that he trained like we have Dave Filoni now and Dave Filoni is fantastic the man made this the, the Star Wars Clone Wars stuff he made Rebels he's co-done Mandalorian with uh, Favreau he's like the best thing they got and the more power he gets there the better it is as long it's like I would say honestly like, it's like Kathleen Kennedy and other people if they lose power and he gets power I would consider that a good thing. So, uh, the more he gets, uh, the more I think closer to Lucas's vision, but also still like, I feel like Filoni knows the good and the bad from these things. So he kind of knows how to alter for the better. Um, if only he had done the sequels for star Wars, but you know, Oh, well, but yeah, that's the, uh, star Wars history of what could have been somewhat, in like small snippets of stuff. And there was like no mention of Han Solo. So who knows what it would have been like with him. Oh, weird. Huh? Yeah. I mean, it seems like they interviewed Lucas and only got small snippets from him anyway. And he's like, well, mm. I can see how uh, when I first did this, I wanted to, and then you just, you know, you got your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we have the, uh, announcement of a new deal between both the Cinemark theater chain and universal, pictures or universal movies basically uh they will now any uh universal film will be in at least cinemark theaters it seems like uh i'm assuming most theaters because you know why why wouldn't you just have them in everywhere but like at least for cinemark they will be in theaters for at least 17 days before they go to on demand if that movie performs really well and opens to $50 million or more, uh, that 17-day timeline will be extent extended to a full month. So from it'll be extended two weeks to 31 days. 
So mm. an entire month. And that's only if it in the opening gets 50 million or more. Because then they know like it's a stronger film and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's uh, it seems like a mutual consensus to one. It helps Cinemark. I mean, this is pretty much all to the benefit of Cinemark for the most part, because, you know, the theaters are kind of in trouble. Uh, yeah. And this will help guarantee that they're still there because now uh, others are seeing like they could make money just off of VOD and still charge like pretty much the same amount for a movie ticket, if not more. But now they don't have to give money to the theaters. So it's like it's cool and everything, but at the same time, you don't get your theatrical theatrical experience. So it's not as cool. Like you don't have massive speakers. You don't have a massive screen you're watching on. Yeah. So it is still a lesser experience uh, doing VOD. Uh, but it, it's still cool to see that they're working things out to make sure at least like, hey, Cinemark will at least still be here. Whereas I know like, the last time we talked about AMC, they were not doing so hot. No, not at all. Yeah, and we'll see how that theater goes. This is between yeah. those two. I mean, so I, we'll see what happens. I Yeah, I get that they have to try something to keep in business, but I just... I don't know how it's going to turn out. Like, the whole... It's interesting that, you know, if the movie does particularly, particularly well, they will extend the amount of time that it's going to be in theaters... But I don't know if any movie's going to do well in theaters right now. I mean, shit's bad right now. Well, it seems like this is being in the future, too. So, like, once things are relatively back to normal, this is what we'll see. Like, if let's say, like, in a post-vaccine world. Right. Where okay. everyone's, like, good to go. I think this is what they're looking at, at this for. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be a lot harder. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this... Yeah. Uh, I think it's a multi-year deal as well. So we know it goes through multiple years, so it okay. kind of guarantees it. Huh. But I mean, yeah. good luck, Cinemark. Yeah, really. <laughs> this, they at least they they like I said, it seems like they're kind of faring better than AMC. But time will time will tell. Uh, with that said, James, are you ready to jump into all of the DC news that we've got? Yeah. Speaking of video on demand. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll save that. That's coming up. We're, we're gonna save that for last. We're gonna okay. save that for okay. we're gonna we're gonna jump back to theaters and. Uh, VOD at the end of this DC seminar. <laughs> uh, uh, but James, I don't know if you know this, but uh, recently in the comics, DC from uh, January through February are doing an event called DC Future State. In it, they will have uh, kind of like it'll be the near future, but they're kind of revitalizing the he- the main Justice League heroes to like a next gen set of heroes. And they're also changing mm-hmm. some like statuses of some like the the trinity are still there like batman superman and uh wonder woman are still here but they are doing different things like batman is an outlaw Hmm. in gotham because of uh there's like a new it seems like a pmc controlled gotham now Hmm. so it's like a private military uh controller something like that interesting superman is off world doing some like war gladiator shit or something like that with mongol and Wonder Woman is doing something cosmic, potentially, because it says, like, Immortal Wonder Woman and stuff. With that, you need a new trinity. Uh, one is uh, Jonathan Kent, Superman's son, will be the new Superman of Metropolis. Okay. Uh, Luke Fox, the son of Lucius oh. Fox, and the second Batwing will be uh, Batman. Interesting. And we, we did talk about this a little bit in, um, slightly, in one of our, uh, when our crossover with, uh, Apollo City Comics during our like fandom talk, but 
that'll be interesting. And then uh, the last one, actually the one that's more interesting, because like Luke Fox is fine at the at the end of the day. He's like his status is just fine. Like he's not that cool of a character. Uh, when you look at the other characters as well, uh, John has been good. It's it's really just like the writing so far. Like in the comics so far, he's also <laughs> uh, the original Batwing was like from Africa, and he was like this African cop. And it was like, name was David Zavimbi. And his comics were honestly really cool. I kind of missed those ones. He was like, kind of like the better Batwing. Mm. But anyway, that was a small tangent there. Um, Luke, uh, let's see, you got Luke, you got John, and now you got Yara Floor, who is the new Wonder Woman, who's an Amazon from, get this, James, the Amazon. What? So not a Themyscirian? The rainforest, James. She's coming from the rainforest. So she's a literal Amazonian. Yes. Interesting. Uh, so uh, she is both an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. What? Okay. Yes. Oh, so she's still like... <laughs> um, Part of a pantheon of sorts. Just a different pantheon. Very interesting. Huh. Yes. So that I was like, what? And uh, the whole thing now is that she, honestly, you look at, because you look at the whole thing, like you have a new Green Lantern. Uh, she's actually already established. She's a uh, female Black Green Lantern who is in the Young Animal imprint. So it's like a different imprint within DC. And it's called like, I think, Green Lantern Far Sector, I want to say. And it's supposed to be highly successful. Like she's supposed to be a really cool character. You have a uh, new Aqua Woman, which is uh, Aquaman Amira's daughter. Uh, you got, uh, I don't know who the Flash is. And then, um, man, maybe it's Wally. Actually, I don't know who the fuck Flash is. And I think that's all of them, unless I'm forgetting something, but I'm pretty sure that's like all the, all the main heroes. Uh, but Yara Floor, out of all of them, Yara Floor seems the most interesting. Like, everyone's like, whoa, who the fuck is this? Like, she's brand new. She wasn't established before. All the others are technically all established. Like, they were either, one's like a baby right now. Uh, you know, John's just like, 17 oh. or something huh and doing like legion of superhero shits yeah aquaman's daughter just got born so like she's brand new um but like luke's been there everyone else has been around she's brand new and everyone got excited because like her design's really cool and she just like it makes sense because it's like oh shit an amazonian amazon that like that it makes too much sense it was like that thing where it was just like mine explode where you're just like oh shit batman and superman both had a mom named martha it was just like i didn't think about that ever and she's already so popular, apparently, that the CW, I, I, I like went way too long just to say this, but the CW is actually ordering a pilot for her or a new series, basically. So there'll be a uh, a Wonder Girl TV show starring Yara Floor, potentially. And uh, the showrunner is going to be, uh, well, Greg Berlanti. We'll be uh, overlooking it again. For those that don't know, Greg Berlanti is like the godfather of DC TV. He's kind of like the one. He's overseen all the Arrowverse shows and stuff like that. He's also overseen like I think a lot of the um, DC Universe shows, like Titans and Swamp Thing and uh, Doom Patrol and stuff like that. So he's overlooking this, of course, as well. And it looks like Dalen Rodriguez will be the co-showrunner uh, of the series, and. Yeah, this is the first, like, Latina-starring superhero show, which will be interesting. Because hmm. usually they're just kind of, like, side characters and stuff, but it's like, oh, snap, this is actually really interesting. 
And it's been interesting for the CW too, James, because this kind of goes into the next thing. Uh, Black Lightning is ending. Is it being canceled or is it just coming to like an actual conclusion? It's coming to a conclusion uh, with season four. Mm. And it's already three seasons in, so it'll be a fourth and final season. And we've been seeing show like, all right, Arrow end with uh, season eight. We have Supergirl ending with its current season soon. I think it's season six uh, will be its final season. And then Black Lightning now it's season four. But uh, we have The Flash still for I don't really know how much longer they can go with that show, to be honest. You got The Flash. You got Legends of Tomorrow. You've got um, now the new Batwoman. And... Uh, what? Oh, they, they're starting now the Lois and Clark Superman and Lois. I think that's what it's called. Uh, Superman and Lois TV show, which will be the, the ones from the Supergirl world. That's her Superman. And they have twin sons. So it's going to be them like growing up with these two sons. And we also got potentially, I don't know if it's still happening, but the, they're basically kind of doing backdoor pilots. So for Arrow, it was the Green Arrow and the Canaries, which is about, uh, it's like, takes place in the future it's about all oliver queen's daughter uh mia and she's the new green arrow and it's like her with uh, all the canaries which is like both uh dinah lance and laurel uh laurel lance or wait is dinah lance or is it dinah something else i forget there's basically multiple black canaries basically there's like a shit ton of canaries so it's like her and them and then uh now with black lightning uh you have What's it called? You have a new uh, painkiller uh, off offshoot series. Painkiller, if I remember correctly, is actually like Lightning's boyfriend, uh, Khalil, who gets like, first he gets shot and paralyzed, and then he gets uh, outfitted by Black Lightning's arch nemesis, uh, Tobias Church, I think his name is. I think his or is Tobias Whale? I think it's Tobias Whale. Sorry, and like this dude gets uh, all these cool modifications, and he becomes like a villain, and he's got dreads and shit. And uh, he goes around. And he's like, "My name's Painkiller," <laughs> and he starts like being a villain, and then he kind of gets out of it and sides with like the good guys again, and then they kill him, and then they bring him back as like a clone or some shit or just reuse him and then they free and then like he's just basically a emotionless just robotic assassin man and like inside he's like a robot in terms of emotion like it's not even him anymore and he killed like they have him kill his own mom and shit and it's pretty crazy and then uh and this is actually i think the u.s government's making him do that and then they catch him again they free him and they make him his own dude again but now he's struggling with like the assassin version of him and then the regular version of him and I guess they're making a, a show about him now. <laughs> so, which I'm surprised just because I, I thought they would more likely make a show about his daughters, Thunder and Lightning. Um, huh. Yeah, that sounds just way because, better. Yeah, they, they, uh, so Thunder is his older daughter and she isn't really like Jefferson in terms of powers. Like she straight up is just like really strong and she can absorb damage. Like she like does this crazy breathe in and then, like, any bolts just basically fly off of her. And then she can basically just, like, fucking pound the ground and just cause, like, a, like you know, like a shockwave almost. Uh, so she just brings in the boom, basically. Whereas Lightning is actually the same power, kind of uh, similar power to Black Lightning's, but she's just going to 
as she gets older, she'll become more powerful. And, like, to a point where she's, like, a lightning flare, and she could just blow things up if she wanted to. Uh, like, I think she actually blows up an entire building, and she's only, like, a teenager at one point. Damn. Yeah, so she's actually really powerful. So I'm, I'm very surprised they're doing a spinoff with him and not them, but uh, he is actually... It's interesting because he actually came originally from Riverdale. He was, like, a... A, a, a side character that's like an athlete and an asshole in it and then uh i guess once they put him in here more then they took him out of riverdale and then now he's gonna potentially get his own pilot i guess uh so you know they they got off they basically it seems like as you're closing down arrow you're closing down black lightning you're closing down supergirl you have all these backdoor episodes to kind of spawn something new and of course they now with uh, dc universe's demise have moved Stargirl from DC Universe to CW. So now Stargirl is a new DC uh, CW show, and now you'll have uh, Wonder Girl as well. So they're kind of replacing things as they go and having a new lineup. So they they they're keeping things populated. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Deep breath. Uh, with that said, I don't know, James. I'm. Remember, I've been telling you, I've been like kind of dropping off of the shows. Yeah, I fell off of all those like way long ago. Yeah, with the 100 ending, or with the 100 having ended, uh, I was like, cool. I just have, I think Riverdale's in its last season, so I'll finish that off. Uh, I'm sticking with Legends of Tomorrow because it's actually been constantly good because they don't take shit seriously. And then um, Black Lightning I was going to stick with, but now I, I will for sure because it's just one season left. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll just stick with that last season of Black Lightning. Um, I don't think I'll be interested in a painkiller show. I already dropped off of Supergirl and the Flash, and I dropped off of Batwoman now that uh, Ruby Rose is gone, and like it's not gonna be Kate Kane, so I have no interest. But uh, I get, that leaves kind of like Superman and Lois. I I don't know. I just I don't think I'm I'd want to invest into a new show like that. It doesn't seem as appealing as I'd want it to be, so I probably won't jump into that. I may check out Green Arrow and the Canaries. Um, it seemed like it was a good cast, so. If they actually do go through with it and they have a full season, I'll at least try out part of the season, if anything. And if I don't like the way it's going, I'll just drop off. But um, I do want to see Stargirl and see how that goes. But I am actually, I'll probably, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to care enough about Painkiller, but Wonder Girl. I think I'm going to be excited for Wonder Girl. That seems like really interesting idea specifically. If they, if they go off of that specific character and do the whole Amazon shit, like I'll, I'll be down for that. So they might get me in for at least one of those new shows out of like, what is it now? Like five new shows that they're trying to do. <laughs> I don't know. I lost count. But yeah, it's, it's a lot. So, you know, I, I'm like, damn it. See, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm, I'm trying to just go to HBO Max. I want to deal with the, I want to bet. I want to deal with the, like the kind of in and out quality. Uh, Cause it's, you know, it kind of gets crappy if they do like, that's the thing, James, I don't like 23 episode seasons of these types of shows. Cause they feel so fillerish and I'm just, I get so tired of them. They get very, yeah fatiguing and uh the quality just drops usually a lot throughout them but yeah anywho whew, uh that is not it for the dc news james we're halfway through uh that was more so the tv news now james are you ready for the are you ready for the the movie stuff back to the theater back to the theater ah. justice league snyder cut we have three forms of news for it <laughs> one is snyder says joker 
will potentially look different. Jared Leto's Joker will look a little bit different in this version of the movie, or in, in his version of the movie, since he wasn't in Justice League and he was only in Suicide Squad. So we're going to kind of get another look at him. And he said he's not going to make it completely different. He doesn't want to take away what he thought was interesting from Suicide Squad. Uh, but he will still have him, I guess, slightly changed, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they'll take the things that people thought were the worst aspects of him and morph them slightly. I'm not too like sure, the though. stupid tattoos. Yeah, he did say time has gone between Suicide Squad and Justice League. Like, there has been time. Considering, like, Suicide Squad pretty much takes place nearly after BVS. So, I oh, guess that would right. make sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, you do get a little bit of time jump there. So, you see post, uh, post, um, Suicide Squad Joker. And potentially, it seems like, I think I saw something very specific about it, uh, when he was talking about all of it, but, um, let me double check. He said, uh, uh, this is a quote from him. I wanted to, of course, honor what had been created with him because I thought it was really cool. But there is some water has there is some water has gone under the proverbial bridge between when we last saw Joker and this appearance. He's a road weary Joker. I guess that's what I'm saying. And uh, Snyder described the character's scene as a vignette that we'll see a segment of the band together. Huh? Yeah. Who knows hmm. what the band together means? Maybe. I mean, it, I could be wrong. Maybe it's like a post they did their thing against Darkseid and Steppenwolf and the stuff. And then it's like, hey, Joker's fucking up the town. And then like, you know, the Justice League comes and it's like, hey, we're here to stop you, bitch, or something. I don't really. I don't know. I'm very curious because it's like it seems like he's been shot in the new stuff. I don't think this is old content. I think this is some of the reshoots potentially. Yeah. I find it very interesting. But if it's a vignette, then that sounds very short, right? If it's a yeah, vignette. Well, it's, mm, I don't know. I I was gonna say the vignette might be like a flashback or something, but if they're gonna have the team together, which I I would assume is the Justice League, it does sound like maybe they all go in together to, to bust the Joker. I don't know why. I mean, maybe. I guess we'll see. I feel like maybe it's a, it could be a flashback. Who knows? They could mention something briefly, but I, I'm curious what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be like Joker Harley or something classic or who knows? We'll, we'll find out. We'll see. But we got more of an actual visual for a character because uh, we did report before that Joker would be in it and also Deathstroke would have more scenes in it, potentially. We got a look at what Deathstroke will... Uh, will be kind of be looking like so uh joe manginello had tweeted out a picture of himself in black and white and you see a new version of deathstroke so you saw him like with regular hair and stuff in the regular cut dude this one he's got a mohawk yeah it looks kind of weird to me but i mean deathstroke wears a it, helmet it, it looks the time anyway so he does look hell he does look hella more menacing though you have to admit like the way he's looking in the face and the oh, eyes sure. like he just looks like He's going to stab somebody immediately, and you're just like, oh, my. <laughs> uh, but it looks cool. I think the eye patch is bigger, too. I think they made the eye patch a little bit different. Uh, but that, it looks cool. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm just ready, James. Just give me, give me this. Cup, babe. Last thing we got was a black and white trailer that was more or less the same as the original one we saw during Fandom, but 
there are some different scenes added into it, uh, one of which is showing Cyborg uh, inside watching people play football outside uh, mm-hmm. as he's Cyborg. Right. Um, we, we get that. Um, what else did they... Uh, we got more stuff with the Amazons. We got to see uh, Hippolyta, uh, Wonder Woman's mother, uh, with the with like Steppenwolf coming into the pretty much the mascara and trying to take the cosmic cube. So we do see more of that. Um, what else do we see that's new, James? I'm trying to I'm honestly. Trying to I anything. saw the trailer. I didn't notice much different other than like a couple things with Cyborg. Yeah, I think it, it had more Cyborg. If anything, I think there was a little bit more with his dad too. So it it seemed just more cyborg centric, and I'm just excited with uh, all that new stuff. Also, they did show uh, like Lois looking up in Metropolis, and you see Superman hovering over there. I think that was a new portion as well. Like you just see him like hovering over the city. Um, but yeah, it it, it it just you know it's they're just giving us a tease, and also potentially they might just also have it in black and white as well. So that would be really cool, just to be like, hey, it's just like. Um, I haven't watched it yet, James. I really want to, but wasn't it called the Chrome Edition for Mad Max Fury Road, where they did in yeah, black they and white? Yeah, they do a Chrome Edition. I need to. I still need to watch that version. So that I think that would be cool if if they actually do that fully. But yeah, it was it was cool seeing that, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm still. I mean, I've been excited, obviously, but it, oh God, they just keep showing more stuff, James, and I'm. I just. It's so nice. <laughs> and they did say. Uh, there is 150 minutes of unseen footage in this movie. Damn. <laughs> what? There's so much shit, dude. There, there's so much shit that we didn't use. He's just like, nah, I'm just going to make new shit. It's fine. <laughs> it's literally more than like two hours. It is. It is actually two and a half Jeez, hours, Jim. Jeez, man. That is two and a half hours. I... I, I lick my lips with excitement and like I'm like a I'm like what is Wiley Coyote when he's hungry. I'm just like, oh boy. So this is exciting. I'm excited. James, are you excited? If you're not, I will I will come to your house and take you out. But Dude, yeah. no, I am excited. Like I don't know like I said on that crossover episode we did with Apollo City, I did not think that they could get me excited for another for watching Justice League again. But they showed that first tra- that new trailer on at Fandom or right before Fandom, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! I want to actually see this!" Like, yeah, no, they showed it. They showed it at Fandom, which is why it was like that. It was like that and the Batman trailer were the highlights. Oh, right. of it was like at the Fandom, end of the day. where everyone is you're just playing those back to back, and you're like, "Oh boy!" And then now Batman's delayed, and yeah, yeah. Speaking of delays, James, are you ready to go into our last piece yep. of uh, DC? So, I had predicted before, because, okay, I was looking ahead at the 2021 slate of DC films. We had The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. The Batman, and the Black and Black Adam. I was going to say The Black Adam, because everyone has The... Uh, Black Adam also 2021? Te- they were all 21. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were all 2021. They were all able to... They were all legal to drink. Yes. <laughs> uh the Batman got delayed due to the COVID um, infection. Like Robert Pattinson yeah. got infected, and then also like the they apparently on the set got infected again and stuff. Like they they just been uh they've ha- they've had to now delay to twenty twenty two. Black Adam because also we had heard at one point the Rock and his mm-hmm. family got uh, diagnosed with COVID. Uh, they completely took Black Adam off of the slate. It still has no date, but you can guess that it will be twenty twenty two. They just haven't figured it out because they had movies 
they pretty much 2022 was going to be uh shazam to aquaman 2 and uh what was the, what was the fucking third one uh it was a new one i already forgot what it was uh whatever anyway yeah it was something else uh oh the flash that's what it was yeah Oh, so yeah. that was supposed to be 2022, which means Black Adam and the Batman being pushed back will probably delay a couple of those into 2023, I think, if I remember correctly. But it's just the Suicide Squad coming out in theaters next year, and also Snyder Cut coming out on HBO Max. I expected, because of everything going on now, they were trying to hold it off for uh, Wonder Woman 1984, that it would also be pushed back into 2021 now with more room. They are not doing that, James. So it is still releasing in theaters on Christmas Day. Yeah, that that but, I wasn't expecting. But here's the catch. Because, of course, with us entering, like, for a small serious note, we are entering a pretty much dark winter. Like, I kid you not. Well, this isn't, this is also serious, but also, like, it's still, like, kind of true. We're basically doing the Game of Thrones long night. We have to get to the long night before we can get to the dreams of spring. Like, we're about to go through, like, the dark shit, apparently. Um, especially if people are traveling for the holidays and everything else like that. But because of that, uh, theaters will be very much like either closed or depending on where, what area is doing what, uh, Wonder Woman will still show to the ones that are open and doing the full, basically, procedures and mandates to remain open. Majority of the people, though, will not be able to go because either some cities won't have theaters open at all or, uh, you know, that's still, if it's like Tenet, it's still not going to be enough. Yeah because not enough people are in the theaters I mean, anyway. Shit, California apparently is going to go on to like a month-long uh, curfew to try to curb yes. the infection. Now, because of this, they have bitten the bullet, you could say. And we've seen this with Disney. They've either delayed movies all the way through. They've delayed all their Marvel movies, Black Widow included, because they really want that to, I guess, be in theaters. But... Uh, they put Artemis Fowl into Disney Plus. They no one cares. About I literally that. forgot. Uh, Mulan existed. went to Disney Plus. Soul is now coming to Disney Plus on Christmas. Uh, oh, I missed that. December twenty fifth. Yeah, and that one will be for free, so it's not going to do the fucking Mulan dumb shit. And I'm guessing no one bought Wonder that. Woman nineteen eighty four will be coming to HBO Max on Christmas Day free. Yeah. Or basically, if you have the subscription, there's no thirty dollar Disney Plus thing to it. Basically, as Disney Plus learned their lesson and put Soul out for free, is going to put Soul out for free on Christmas, HBO Max watched them do it and went, let's not do that. And there was a actual thing from Patty Jenkins. She like put out a little message saying like, you know, everything's hard and everyone, here's a Christmas gift from us to you. Uh, if you can still make it into the theater, it's fantastic. If not, like, I hope you enjoy this because we really wanted to give it to you in theaters, but we can't. Yeah. And it does suck. A little bit because you know you this is such a big movie to watch in theaters like they, this was their this and tenant were the two they've been trying to save for so long and they just couldn't hold out any longer and you're kind of watching as it happens like tenant i believe is coming to vod and also like blu-ray and stuff in december to which i myself james i want to see that in theaters i want to see wonder woman in theaters i really do i think like I just, I think I've come to terms with it. Like, when theaters eventually open back up to normal, I think these movies might be gone. If they're there, and we can watch them safely, like, we got the vaccines and yeah. stuff, and we're good to go, I will definitely go and watch these movies. I'll be like, oh, what's all the movies I missed? And if Alamo's open, and I got my season pass uh, yeah. again, 
I'll be there for like a week. I'll be gonna, about to I'll say, go every day and be like, what's the new like movie? Once the Alamo opens up again, when it's safe, like I would love if they just start showing off all the movies that were that people missed being able to see in theaters because they show old movies all the time and not even old movies. Just like yeah. they'll they'll do like a movie that came out like last year or whatever just to see if people want to see it. But if and I'll, I'll definitely go for it. The minute uh, Wonder Woman comes out on 4K Blu-ray, I'm buying that. Like, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll have that in, in a second. Tenet, I'm not so sure. I need to watch it first because I don't want to buy it and be like, fuck. Yeah. It's like it's like Dunkirk. God damn it. Um, but, but like, uh, if it's like Interstellar and Prestige and shit, then I'll be happy, boy. Uh, but I've heard already some negative things. Like, people that have watched it said it was good, but also uh, it had its issues. Mm. I don't know. So that's that so if you got hbo max you get wonder woman you get to watch it on christmas if you don't have hbo max like straight up just get hbo max like do the trial or or around christmas time or just like you know get it it's like honestly it's pretty great it's got a fantastic library i'm not even trying to advertise for it like uh because i think james the biggest uh plus for it is it gets everything that you'd normally watch on an HBO channel if you had if you had like Xfinity or on demand or whatever. Mm. So all that stuff is there on top of like their catalog of um, original stuff, and uh, they got the deals with like Studio Ghibli, um, TMC, and uh, like Toho as well, or like basically like all the classic uh, Japanese movies, everything from Seven Samurai to Godzilla, and uh, what else they got? James, they got Crunchyroll and stuff so there's a bunch of stuff in there that you can just check out so that's been that's been cool and i'm looking forward to it and we get now three movies in christmas james because also in theaters monster hunter is releasing on christmas day (laughs) they moved up from new year's to christmas day so that's the most important of the three it's like um not even a week because of uh wonder woman hitting hbo i feel like I feel uh, like because it hit HBO, they're like, oh, we have a better like, chance. Sweet, than we'll take over the theaters. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. But that now you get I'm Monster Hunter. excited for at all. James is excited for this over any of them. But you can watch, basically, on Christmas Day, you can do a double feature. You can watch Soul, and you can watch Wonder Woman, if you got Disney Plus and HBO Max, which I'm probably going to do that. Because I don't think I'm having family over or anything. Like, it's going to be pretty relaxed for christmas and i think i'd start off with soul because i want to like have the appetizer and then you get like you know you get the big big old like fat dish where you're like oh boy there's lightning in here <laughs> <laughs> so i'm i'm excited to watch it on christmas day but like i said i will i will buy this the minute it comes out on 4k blu-ray and i will also if I'm vaccinated, I'm good to go. I'm healthy. And they got this in theaters. They got Tenet in theaters. Hell, if they got New Mutants in theaters, I will go and watch all of those movies in theaters without a second thought and just be like, finally, cool. I get to watch these the way I want. Even if I already own it, I'm going to go watch it in theaters because yeah. I, I really it's want so to. It's so weird that like... So that's going to be fun. For me, that is probably the thing I've missed most about like having as an option to do on a on a free day i mean granted i'm not i am currently looking for employment so most of my days are free days but you know i miss going to the theater like that's one of my favorite experiences and i have not had that experience in literally over a year yeah 
With that said, James, that is all of our movie and TV news. Uh, pretty much an hour in, and now we're going to move on to the game news, which actually is a lot less because we are just pretty much talking about two events. Uh, I'll start with, of course, the Game Awards, which we're just going to, like I said, we'll talk about the nominees mm-hmm. and uh, list them off. And maybe if we want to, we can kind of bring up like, oh, do we think they missed one or which ones do we think uh, should get it? And keep in mind, of course, we haven't played all the games that are For on sure. here. I definitely haven't. <laughs> like, if they ask me, oh, what games did you play? I'll like, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us. What are the games this year? There were other games this year? <laughs> I've, been, yeah, I've right. just been busy with my backlog. I don't know what you mean. And I'm still going, guys. I haven't, I haven't started Odyssey yet. I blame Beyond Light for that. It's, uh, it's all Beyond Light's fault. But all right. Uh, I don't know where I want to start here. There's so many things, James. I guess I'll start from the bottom to the top. Sound good? Yeah, sure. All right. Cool. Because I, I got to the bottom and then it reloaded the page. Mm-hmm. And I have to scroll back again. <laughs> Those bitches. All right. Fun. Uh, let me get down here. Okay. So, first off, we have... And, of course, the Game Awards is uh, December... Uh, what day is it in December? I forget. Uh, well, I, well, I talk about these uh, nominees, James, if you yeah, can look up the date real fast. I don't want to scroll back up. All right. So, first off, we have the best esports team. Uh, uh, according to Google, it is Thursday, December 10th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, good news. It reloaded on me again. Uh, I'm scrolling down once blah, again blah. to get to the bottom here. I don't like this. All right. Oh, it did it a third time. Okay, cool. This is fantastic. I really don't like the Game Awards. Uh, good news, guys. We are now uh, we're boycotting the Game Awards. Uh, we're no longer watching. Strike this it shit. from the news. It doesn't exist. Yeah, strike. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, but let me <laughs> go somewhere else. Apparently, if I have to do that, because apparently that's what must IGN be done. I could see if I could pull it up real fast. I already found it. All right, here we go. I, I literally moved over to the fucking IGN for this shit. All right, best esports team: Damn One Gaming, Dallas Empire, G Two Esports, San Francisco Shock, and Team Secret. What was the category? Best esports team. Oh, definitely San Francisco Shock. They're the best. Are they the best? I don't know. I, it's like so. I was wicked into Overwatch League for a long time uh until the blitz chung thing and i was literally just like i don't feel like i can support them even by watching overwatch league even though i'm not giving them any money except for ad revenue i guess so i do see it's uh it's one from each team or one from each game so of course the shocks are overwatch league team secret is from dota 2 g2 esports is league of legends and dallas empire is call of duty Demon Gaming is also League yeah, of Legends. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little partial to the San Francisco Shock, but just like when I was uh, following them, and to be fair, I still see their posts on Instagram. I never unfollowed them there. Uh, they seem like a fun team, and they like to uh, joke around with each other a lot, and it just seems like a fun group of people, despite the f- not not despite, in addition to them just being wicked awesome overwatch league uh like an overwatch league team like they okay. they won the championship like bef- the year before this one and i don't remember i like i said i wasn't really paying attention to this year's overwatch league but i i think they got to the finals but i don't remember if they actually won okay. two years like back to back but they're they're a really well, good team basically 
Gotcha. Well, I they got San Francisco in the name, so I'll go for them because I don't give two shits about esports. I'm also a little bit biased uh, (laughs) because they are my home team, technically. All right, next is best esports host, uh, Alex Golden Boy Mendez, Alex Machine Richardson, FG FG Ifchi, Jocks Deportier. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't. I think that's Scandinavian. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, James Dash Patterson and Horian Jorian. It's like a J. Is it Jorian? Shiver Vander Heiden. Hmm. Van, Vander Heiden. I thought the J would. Be, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to out of these say Alex Golden Boy Mendez because I watched an anime once that was called Golden Boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about these people, so I'm gonna go I with that. I have actually the only one on that list that I do recognize is Golden Boy, and that's because he was an announcer for Overwatch League, and he was very good at it. So he okay. definitely would be worthy of uh, getting that award because I think he does a good job. I can't say anything about the other gotcha. people though. Yeah. So so far, I based my stuff off of um my city location in an anime. So I think I'm doing good so far. <laughs> I, I think. Uh, we're doing great here, James. Uh, best esports game is the next mm. one, and that is Call of Duty: Modern Warfare, uh, Counter Strike: Global Offensive, Fortnite, no, League of Legends, and Valorant. I'm gonna go ahead and just say Modern Warfare because that's the only one I've actually enjoyed playing. See, that's that's gonna be a really hard uh, vote for me. Not that I get a vote. <laughs> we're we're not that big. Actually, I think there is a fan vote for oh. everything, so you can actually. For all those that don't know, if you go to thegameawards.com, you can actually vote on nominees, and they actually do, uh, they allow full voting there, okay, so you can cool. do that. Yeah. Um, but, There's but a lot like, of So, yeah, I, I heard shit. Call of Duty was really, really good. I still haven't uh, loaded it onto my PlayStation. I should give it a try, because uh, you say it's actually really, really good. Um, yes. I find it funny that Overwatch isn't even on there, <laughs> but uh, especially since one of the esports teams was an overwatch team but whatever um anyway we got a lot of nominees but like like, oh my god league of legends (laughs) is consistently like a top tier esports game like that is what it is so yeah i don't know i feel like that one would probably get my vote even though i haven't played it in in like a while it's still like a top tier esport game definitively gotcha and like I heard and a lot of, of course, good things about uh, I'll Valorant. be more serious. Like I, I heard a lot of good things mm-hmm. about Valorant too. Uh, it's interesting because Counter Strike Global Offensive is also like a, a massively popular esports uh, game, but I think okay, not maybe not massively popular. It has like its own really dedicated following, but I don't think it's that big anymore. I'm not 100 percent sure. I know Counter Strike has always been like a huge thing. I just don't know if Global Offensive is as big as the original was. Um, what was the last one? Oh, yeah, Valorant. So it's just funny that Valorant is basically a mix between Overwatch and Counter-Strike, and it's made by Riot Games, who does League of Legends. So Riot has two games currently available. No, I, okay, I forgot about um, Runeterra. Basically, of these four games, two of them are done by Riot. I just find that interesting. Gotcha. <laughs> Guys, we're just going to be... We don't even watch esports. <laughs> we, we, we're going to get to the actual games. We're going to be here for three hours. Uh, best esports event. 
Uh, we got... Fuck, they do events now, too? All right. Uh, Blast Premier, Spring 2020 European Finals. I'm assuming that's soccer for FIFA. <laughs> Call of Duty League Championship 2020. Uh, IEM Weiss 2020. I don't know what that is. Yeah. League of Legends World Championship 2020. Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say... Uh, premier spring final because it sounds like a fun soccer match yeah i didn't watch any of these so i can't really say if anyone was particularly more impressive but i'd probably say the the front runners are overwatch uh grand finals and uh league of legends uh championship because those are always massive massive events and the last time i watched a overwatch championship it was extremely entertaining so there is that mm-hmm Okay. Next is esports. Wait, is that actually what it said? Esports coach? I would have no D- idea. D- Danny Zonic Sorensen. That is the youngest coach I've ever seen. Day He Krusty Park. <laughs> that's all. That's an even younger coach. Uh, Fabian Grabs Loman. Just, just grab his own ball. Are these like their means. nicknames? Krusty and Grab? Yes. The middle name I'm saying is their nickname. <laughs> uh, just like the announcers okay. and stuff. Uh, Lee Zeffa Jamin and Raymond Rambo Lucier. All right, automatically it goes to the guy named Rambo because his name is Rambo. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. I can't say. All right, awesome. Uh, we'll continue on then. <laughs> to the... <laughs> Why are there so many esports? I don't want to. <laughs> Why do they make this like this? Uh, next is best esports athlete. We have. Ian Crim6, Crim6, Porter from Call of Duty, Hio Showmaker Sue from League of Legends, Kim Canyon Jiambu uh, from League of Legends, Anthony Shotzi Cuevas Castro from Call of Duty, and Matthew Zywood Herbot from Counter Strike Go. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Ian Crim6 Porter for Call of Duty because his name's Porter and it just reminds me of Sam Porter from Death Stranding. Okay. <laughs> yep. I hope you guys love how serious I am with these esports. Well, we'll uh, give a shit when we here. actually know any of these people. I'm going to give a shit when I'm out of esports. That's what Fair I'm enough. fucking esports, man. I don't care about esports. Man, you don't care. It's like watching Let's Plays. You, you think I'm going to watch someone play a game? What the hell's wrong with you? You don't care that they play for millions of dollars in League of Legends? Not unless I'm getting that money. No, not yeah. really. Uh, all right. Best debut game. Oh, my God. Ga- guys, we were actually on a, the Game Awards. We got to a nominee that's about games. That's crazy. All right. Best debut game. Carry On uh, by Phobia Game Studio slash Devolver. Mortal Shell by Cold Symmetry slash Playstack. Uh, Raji and Epic, an ancient epic, uh, Nodding Head Games. Roki or Rokai, uh, Polygon Treehouse. And Phasmophobia by Kinetic Games. Uh, I honestly haven't been able to really play these, but based off of all the foot, like these actually I've watched in depth on, and it's been fun to like watch all the gameplay and the trailers for these. I gotta give that to Carry On. Yeah, so I'm gonna be a little bit biased because Carry On is the only one of those that I've actually played myself, and it was just a really interesting, unique experience that I have. I mean, not so much completely unique because it's a little bit Metroidvania like, but I've never played one like a Metroidvania game where you are the monster and it was creepy. I liked it. I liked it a lot. And it's definitely award worthy in my opinion. 
Yeah. All right, next up is content creator of the year. Uh, the only one I've ever cared about was the one when Greg Miller won. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest, too. He's the only one I ever knew, because a lot of these are obvious. These are usually streamers. So the uh, thing, it's like basically who's your favorite streamer? I didn't start watching Dr. Disrespect until after he uh, won the award. And I was like, who the fuck is Dr. Disrespect? And I started watching him. I was like, oh, I see why he won. He puts a lot of effort into his show. I never I still have yet to watch it. He's entertaining. Um, I just don't. I, I, I just don't watch people. I'm sorry. Uh, now, this will be fun because I only know one person in this, but uh, here's the series. Alana Pierce, Jay Ann Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the... What the fuck? Tim the Tatman? Uh, I, I know him somehow. Valkyrie. Uh, my vote will obviously go to Alana Pierce. Oh, for sure. As she is an advantage over all the others, and that is which I know the name and Alana yeah, Pierce. Yeah, also that. And I don't know the rest. Yeah, I've been following Alana <laughs> since she was, like, the toy editor at IGN. Yes. I actually like her toy reviews. And, yeah, I think I think she uh, does a good job. She definitely, definitely would be a worthy candidate for this. Yeah. Do you know what? She actually just... Uh, congrats to her, oh, actually. Yeah. She just became a writer at Santa yeah, like, Monica Studios. Might, so she's going to be working on God yeah, of War. literally one of my favorite studios. So congrats to her. I mean, that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, that's freaking tight. Um, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The cool thing, I was like listening to her, her talk about Batman statues. That's been like the coolest <laughs> shit because she actually goes on depth in them. And I'm like, oh, that actually makes sense. I actually asked her a question once. I was like, is the Wolfenstein 2 collector's edition worth it for the Blee J. Blaskowitz figure? And she's like, <laughs> no. And I'm like, thank you for saving me my money. Uh... <laughs> This is like excellent. I've saved like forty dollars nice or whatever it was for the collectors. Yeah, it was great. All right, best multiplayer, uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Really? God, that's technically. I forgot that's technically a multiplayer. Know, right? <laughs> Among Us, Call of Duty: Warzone, Fall Guys: Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Oh God! Come on, guys. Among Us. Like that's actually not even a question. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, it is the best multiplayer for this year. I would probably either give it to Among Us or Valorant. Probably I would give the edge to Among Us because it just it delivered so much interesting content to watch this year, uh, and it didn't even come out this year. It just people discovered it, it and it's were like, so "Holy good. shit, this is amazing!" Valorant yeah. again, great multiplayer game, but it's not it's like I don't know. It's like, do you like Counter Strike? You might like Valorant. That's basically what I got to say about it. I, I would say also if it wasn't. Among Us, I think it would probably have been Fall Guys, just because I think Fall Guys is it was the big thing before Among Us got its resurgence, yeah. and then basically stole everything you got a point from there. Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys was like yeah. huge for like a month. I also say why Among Us should win. Everyone, including people that don't play games, play Among Us. Like this is actually the, if it doesn't win, it is it is a Dude, crime AOC, if Among Us does not AOC win. AOC did a uh, Among Us stream. Like Bruh, a congresswoman was playing among us <laughs> yeah all right uh best sports slash racing dirt 5 f1 2020 fifa 21 nba 2k 21 tony hawks pro skater 1 and 2 uh needless to say besides being game of the year uh nba 2k 21 probably takes it uh when i say that i mean i'm gonna just i'm gonna go with tony hawk pro skater one and two because it's the only one out of all those that i want to buy yeah, that is same. what i'm basing it off <laughs> yeah good job tony hawk you've won you've won from us at least what, what do you think there now now uh, i just like the line that popped in my head there was uh obadiah stain and the <laughs> iron mongers you're like tony you've outdone yourself this time tony <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> Where did that come from, James? What are you Tony doing? Hawk. I don't fucking know. He went and took he took Tony Hawk and combined him with Iron I Man. I don't. Dude, my brain does some weird fu- shit. Is it? Guys, James got really high on acid once, and he was playing Tony Hawk Ride, so he had that fucking actual skateboard thing, and he jumped on it, and he thought it turned him into <laughs> Iron Man armor, and he jumped out of his window Dude, in forgot. sheer excitement. I forgot that Tony Hawk Ride was a thing. <laughs> they tried to make you use a skateboard controller. As your lawyer, I'd advise you to stop talking. Okay. <laughs> Best sim slash strategy. Crusader Kings 3. Desperados 3. Gear, t- gear, I was gonna say gear tactics, mm. uh, which sounds like some anime game. Gears tactics, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, XCOM Chimera Squad. I'm gonna probably say already. I'm guessing right now, James. It was pr- it's probably gonna they're gonna say Microsoft oh, Flight absolutely. Simulator. I can almost guarantee it. What I will say, at least out of all these that interest me, my buddy Paul has been playing Crusader Kings three, and the amount of politics and stuff that goes on in this RTS strategy game. Sounds so cool that I do want to pick that one up. So personally, I just out of sheer interest, I would have to probably go with Crusader Kings 3 followed by uh, Gears Tactics just because uh, it's Gears and I do want to play that eventually. Yeah, I want to play Gears Tactics. And it's like, it's Gears XCOM. Yeah. I just like, I feel like when, if the, since the category is best simulation game, that has to be flight simulation. Well, sim and like strategy oh, and as well. Sim. That's a weird combination. Yeah, best sim. They basically put them together. Yeah, and that also, of course, includes RTSs because they are real time right, strategy. Sure. Huh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the year where Age of Empires four comes out, and that's going to be on there. I'm. Oh my god, that's going to be insanity. Age of Empires four. It's going to come one day. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, everyone, everyone. I still no one really knows James. It's I've said it before, but I've just. No one knows my secret or not my older past of just being really, really big into RTSs. Like that was my jam. It's, and it will be again once this PlayStation backlog is done. I'll be returning to my PC and just diving into Age of Empires, Age of Mythology, Company of Heroes 2, and so many more. It's kind of sad to Best, me that like sorry. Yeah. RTS is, is one of the only genres that just like doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. I just never, I never liked them. I mean... It's not for everyone, especially for people that think they're cool by jumping on a Tony Hawk ride skateboard and thinking they're turning into oh, Iron dude, Man. I so literally could don't think it. I've ever been seen one of those in real life. <sighs> it's a likely story. <laughs> Are you ready to say that in front of people in court? I'll take a God polygraph test, I swear. <laughs> Sweating bullets. Best family game. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Fall Guys. Ultimate Knockout. Mario Kart Live. Home Circuit. Minecraft Dungeons. And Paper Mario Origami King. What was the category? Best Family Best Game. Family game. Um, I would assume... I, I mean, I don't really have kids, so I don't really know, dude. But I would assume if I had kids, I would... I don't know. I would honestly say Animal Crossing, probably. Yeah, I would just say Animal probably Crossing. Animal Crossing. I was thinking maybe Mario Kart Live, just because it's interesting. It's like a real-life RC car. That thing looks the insane. The only problem is, yeah. like, it's not really a family game. You have to buy, like, multiple ones to play together. So, yeah, it's... Animal Crossing would probably be the easiest, like, actual co-op family game. So, probably yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, and I... I like that it's basically... Do, which game? Nintendo, Nintendo, right. Nintendo, <laughs> Fall Guys, or Nintendo? <laughs> oh, boy, the choice. Uh, next up, best fighting game. Grand Blue Fantasy versus I the fuck 
Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. Under Night In Birth X Late CLR. Disqualified for making me actually have to look at that as I read it. So that's a no. I'm going to go ahead, James, because three out of two out of five of these, I don't even I'm like, what? When I read yeah. them. So I'm just going to say Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate because I heard Rambo's in it now. And so is uh, Rambo's in it. And I think they put in um, Terminator. I think they, they put in Terminator. And sh- I'm like, oh, y'all got I me. I remember you if Alien and Predator them. were in this one or the last one. I think they were in the mm-hmm. last one. I think this one's got Alien. This, yeah, it's got Rambo, Terminator. It's got... Um, doesn't it have uh is this the one with ninja turtles oh you're wait oh no no, 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 no. i one? think that was just or is that, that injustice, injustice too, i think that was injustice okay i know joker i think came to this one though i think too, yes but... yeah it's got a bunch of good shit yeah, yeah so we're, I, we're, I think yeah mortal kombat probably mortal kombat 11 uh just because that most recent dlc sounded like an actually really interesting expansion and it just it sounds like it's the only fighting game that actually gives a shit about making a good story Yes, I actually only play those games for the story. I played Mortal Kombat when they did like the reboot, as well as Mortal Kombat X. I played those for the story only. I didn't actually do the multiplayer because I'm not really a fighting game person. But I like uh, NetherRealm does such a good job where I just I I played Mortal Kombat. I played Injustice, Gods Among Us. I played uh, Mortal Kombat uh, X, and now I just have to play Injustice Two and Mortal Kombat Eleven. To get those stories yeah. in but needless to say if it's ever in between if those two get one of those two games around there i'm probably gonna go for it because that's the only fighting game i do play besides like smash all right best role-playing game final fantasy 7 remake genshin impact persona 5 royal wasteland 3 and yakuza like a dragon uh, i haven't played any of these and at least in terms uh, of interest i'm really only interested in wasteland 3 and maybe Final Fantasy VII. I don't. I'm, I'm not into Final Fantasy. I'm a little Fantasy. bit biased again for this one, but I'm probably personally would vote for Final Fantasy VII remake just because it's such they they put a lot of care into this remake. Like it doesn't just look phenomenal. It's not just a straight remake of the original. They're even doing slight story changes, so it's not even like a one-to-one story remake of the original so and for certain things like that that might bother me like where like if i really just wanted a straight up remake it i might have been disappointed that they're doing some changes but the changes that they are doing make me really excited for the next bits of the story and it's just Mm -hmm. from top to bottom final fantasy 7 remake in my personal opinion is a masterpiece of uh rpg of an rpg and just like a complete love letter to the original game yeah and i i know for sure the only one i'm probably going to play for sure is wasteland 3 which is why i choose that also it's like free on game pass so i'll probably play it Mm, eventually yeah like it's like also the guys that also worked on fallout originally which is yeah i'm a little bit interested just because of that but it doesn't look like it plays anything like the fallouts that i know oh no no that's like overhead it's like an actual strategy game yeah even though it's an RPG. That's what it's, I mean. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best action adventure. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ooh. Ori, The Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Wait, what the hell is that doing here? I thought that was last it year. It came out like right after the cutoff. 
so uh, that's why it's technically in this year's uh all right list uh last of us part two okay um action adventure okay i think at least in terms of an adventure for me i've also only played like two of these games i'm gonna be honest so it's kind of between those two for me which is ghost tsushima and last of us yeah uh I'm going to play Valhalla eventually, like I said, but if it's like anything like the new Assassin's Creed games, it's not as good as Ghost of Tsushima then. If it's like Origins for me, then uh, I already like Ghost of Tsushima more. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I if it's like the regular Spider-Man, it's going to be really enjoyable. I'm looking forward yeah. to it, but I don't think it's going to have the impact that Ghost of Tsushima did for me. Uh, or he won't. It looks interesting, but it's not like in a genre I really enjoy that much. At least the style it goes. Jedi Fallen Order, I haven't played yet, but it looks cool. Maybe I'll change my mind as we go. This is just guesses, yeah. really. So it's not really end all be all. I do want to do our own, like, kind of like Game of the Year style stuff later on, but we'll get to yeah. that eventually. So, and I also, when I get through every, sorry, when I get worries. through every year, uh, when I talk about all the games I've been playing, I usually do say like, oh, this is my game of the year for that year after playing all these games. So I do like to do that too. Yeah. So once I get to 2018, 2019, I'll let you guys know for those. And then Last of Us Part 2, you know, that's yeah. Last of Us Part 2. There's not too much to say. You're yeah, we know. already did like an entire episode with Brandon on that, which you can go watch or listen to. Yeah. But I think, I guess, yeah, what do you, what do you think? So do you think? I probably would vote for ghost of tsushima like i i did really like the last of us but its story was just such a depressing story that it like kind of brought me down for a while and it's not to say that it's a it's bad it's just that it was literally a sad story uh so mission accomplished they get they made me feel what they were setting out to do but i just had so much fun with ghost of tsushima like from beginning to end that and it was so literally one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen that i would definitely have to say for the category of like best action adventure game of the year that one would probably be it because i didn't feel like i was adventuring much in uh the last of us part two like that was just like a narrative game slash shooter a little bit of stealth but it didn't feel like an adventure much i don't know yeah i would say I also would go to Tsushima just because it did feel like an adventure filled with yeah. action. And I, I haven't played Miles Morales yet. I'm very excited for it because I loved Spider-Man 2018. So I can't say for sure if I would like Miles Morales more or less than Ghost of Tsushima. But just that game, Ghost of Tsushima, is definitely yeah. award worthy at the very least. Yeah, and this is also going by too what we think will win or what yeah, we want yeah. to win at least in this. So this is what we want to win in these game awards, not what we personally would choose because maybe our games are completely different. Obviously, a lot of these games that are we're not going to have an esports category. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's like all that kind of stuff. Um, I yeah, it's it's also it, this reminds me too why I want to get through my backlog so much because I want to be in that state when they bring all these things up and I can go like I played these and I didn't play these and the reason why is because I didn't care to play those. Yeah. And I got to play what I wanted, but not I'm just behind and enough time. Like that's that's my goal is for that. Uh, and then best action game is next, so this is, you know, action without the adventure. Uh Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. 
I didn't play any of these games. Uh, I will actually... Oh, God, am I going to play any of these games? I guess... I don't, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'll... Because I'm going to play Doom Eternal. It's on Game Pass, so I'll yeah. play it. Uh, so I guess I'd go with that. But I don't really know anything else about the others. I'm going to guess, though... I think they're that Hades is gonna win because of all the uproar yeah, I've heard about I think it. You might be right. Like I loved Doom twenty sixteen. It's literally one of my favorite first person shooters that I've played in a, a really long time. But I I still haven't gotten around to playing Doom Eternal, so I can't say what the story was like. But the if it's anything like the action of the first one, that is an action packed game. So I would not be surprised if Doom Eternal won, but it's just. And again, I have not had the opportunity to play Hades either, but I feel like I might pick it up on Switch or something because I have heard nothing but good things about Hades. And it sounds like it's yeah. like a, a roguelike third person isometric uh, action game, kind of like Doom, not Doom, sorry, uh, Diablo, just with Greek mythology characters. And I am very into that concept. Next up, innovation in accessibility. Uh, in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, grounded, hyper, hyper, hyper dot, uh, Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. Uh, this is of course for accessibility, so this isn't really a wheelhouse at all. But at least in terms of what I've seen, I'm probably gonna guess Last of Us Part Two is gonna win that just because. Uh, oh yeah, it just makes the most sense. Well, they had like uh, a litany of the amount of shit. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of deal being made about, like, the amount of shit they had available mm-hmm. for everyone. Uh, so much so that I think people were losing their minds on it. So that's really... That was really good on them in terms of, like, that kind of thing. So I, I think they have that in the bag. Like, I doubt all any of those other people or any of those other nominees will, will probably get it. It's hard, it's hard to hard to beat, really. Uh, but next after that, best VR AR game. How was Alex not in that? Dreams. Sorry, go on. <laughs> How what? is Half-Life Alex not in that category? But whatever. Uh, oh, man, <laughs> so Dreams? Uh, Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, I mean, it's uh, obvious it's going to be Half-Life Alex. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be obvious. But from what I've seen of all of these, the one that's interested me is uh, Star Wars Squadrons, Same. actually. Mm-hmm. I've heard that being in the cockpit sounds Dude, really, really I want to cool. get PSVR just to play squadrons because that sounds so fun they should have done what i said was a system seller which was make a vr headset looking like a rebel yeah, helmet dude i would have bought that immediately yeah i would have gotten that in a heartbeat i've been like shit i don't even know if i'm gonna play anything on here i just i want that yeah. helmet yeah oh well <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I would say um, probably God, so alex more. will win that one just because yeah again when that came out people lost their minds at how good it was. Plus the fact that like you could like all, pretty much everything in the game is physics enabled. So you can literally go around and pick everything up. So it feels more like yeah. a real world. So it's less jarring of a VR experience. But I think honestly, if Alex, I think next year, if Alex didn't exist, sorry. it probably would have gone to squadrons just because that is the only other VR experience. I've heard people lose their minds over this year. Yeah, I think next year too. It's going to be um, for twenty twenty one. It's going to be Medal of Honor above and beyond. Will be one of the biggest nominees there. That's a pretty good bet. I've heard they've been up to as well. Uh, best community support. 
uh, recognizing game for us in community support, transparency, and responsiveness includes. So it's a, a pretty much like in terms of response with the community itself right. between the developers okay. and the people. Apex Legends, so uh, Respawn and its fans. Destiny 2, Bungie and its fans. Fallout Guys, uh, Fall I was going to say Fallout Guys. <laughs> Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, uh, Mediatonic and its fans. Fortnite, Epic Games and its fans. No Man's Sky, Hello Games and its fans. Valorant, Riot Games and its fans. No questions asked, James. Destiny 2, yeah. the devs definitely... You always get a good sense that they listen, yeah, for the most even part. When... There's some issues, but it, you know you still oh, yeah. get a lot like, of the even good if shit. things aren't going right. There's still at least con- like you go to ben- a bungee help, like on Twitter, they're tweeting all the time about like known issues in their expected fix times and stuff like that. So Bungie is trying really hard to stay in constant communication with their fans because they know that the the fans are the ones that give them their money. So <laughs> keep them yeah. happy. Next up, uh, best mobile game Among Us. Call of Duty Mobile, Genshin Impact, Legends of Rune Terra, Pokemon Cafe Mix. Obviously, Pokemon Cafe Mix. There's no other choice except for the fact that Among Us is already going to win this. Yeah. Among Us. I'm saying Among Us. I choose Among Us. So I Yeah, probably Among Us will, uh, will win. I, I mean, I said back when I started playing it, I really liked Legends of Rune Terra. Like, I think it's a really well done card game and it's very fun. And it doesn't feel like just a straight magic clone. But... Probably, I mean, like no one talks about Legends of Runeterra. Everyone's talking about uh, Among Us, so it's probably gonna be that one. Best indie, Carry On. Fallout, Fallout Guys. I keep wanting to say Fallout Guys. What the hell? Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky Two, Spirit Fair. I think it's gonna be between Fall Guys and Hades. I would like to say that Fall Guys will probably get it, but I think Hades will probably get it. I think that Fall Guys may just I don't know. I think they might deserve it more from kind of like the big blast they started with everyone with. Yeah, you might be right on that. It's it's really hard to say because, I, again, I have not played a Hades myself, so I can't say for sure. But all I hear is like, oh, my God, Hades is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Next up, best ongoing. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite. No Man's Sky. Is this even a question? Like, Destiny 2, like, every year it's going to be my same answer. Destiny 2, I'm still playing it, so obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think they got to, with Beyond Light, they got to give it to them. Like, they're, that expansion, like, Dude, what Division is Warzone and Fortnite? <laughs> what any of those have that, oh, fuck, Division yeah, 2, right. that's right, I forgot. Uh, honestly, the only one seconding it to it, like, I mean, uh, I guess this was, was this the year that Fortnite did Chapter 2? Oh, man, I don't remember when that started. I don't think it was that big, though, honestly. No. So I, I honestly think it's going to be Destiny 2. If not Destiny 2, I think No Man's Sky, surely because of the biggest, like, comeback oh, yeah. it had. Best, uh, here we go. Games for Impact. What the hell does this mean? All right, let me read this one for a second. For a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Okay. Uh, if found. Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition, Spirit Fair, Tell Me Why, Through the Darkest of Times. Uh, I don't know for that one. I feel like the generic answer is probably going to be Tell Me Why, um, but yeah, I could be I wrong. I don't really know. 
I would like to say, at least in terms of what was interesting to me, I'll be honest, most of these don't, I've, I've uh, heard... but Kentucky Route Zero TV edition always sounded interesting, yeah. so I would go with I'm that I'm a little interested in Kentucky Route Zero. I've also heard, heard uh, good things about Spiritfarer, but yeah, I, I, I guess my gut feeling right now would be uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Okay. Best performance. We're, we're, we're like at the last six or something, okay. James. I'm like, Jesus. All right. Uh, Ashley Johnson is Ellie. Mm. Laura Bailey is Abby. Mm. Uh, Daisuke, Daisuke Suji as uh, Jin Sakai oh, of Clan Sakai. Except, is that the English or the Japanese voice actor? Uh, that's a good that, point. If it's the English one, I don't know what he sounds like. I only heard the Japanese oh. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I only play that in Japanese. Uh, Logan Cunningham is Hades. Naji Jeter as Miles Morales. Oh, God, this is hard, James. This is hard. I oh, I love Laura Bailey, but I'm probably going to have to give it to... Uh, who, who played Abby again? Laura Bailey. Oh, that was Laura Bailey. Wait. Who yeah. played Ellie? Ashley Johnson is Ellie. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So, yeah, probably Laura, Laura Bailey I'd give it to for Abby. Just because, like, her performance was insane. I think I have to give it to the Japanese. Uh, shit, who's? I need to. I need to know <laughs> uh, the Japanese voice. I, I think that's the English voice actor for Jin. I could be. I'm. I may be wrong, but I, I would say him. The Japanese voice actor for Jin was probably the best, just because of the amount of emotion he put into it. Uh, even though it was like it wasn't too much emotion, because you know it's like you know samurai very um, controlled, but like the ending scream. Yeah. Uh, if you if you did a certain thing, was so much I was just like, oh shit! But I oh, got between. It, I mean, obviously it's gonna be Ashley and Laura. That's oh my god, which one of them two that I like at least for the performance more? I have to go. Yeah, Laura Bailey for Abby. It, like Ashley Johnson was fantastic as Ellie, but I think actually, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking now. I just remember the guitar scene again. I gotta uh, go with Ashley, Ashley Johnson. I'm sorry. I, I gotta go for that. I gotta. God, that's yeah. I gotta say Ashley Johnson for this one. I just have to. It's too. It's too much. That guitar made me cry. She made me cry. That's it. That's how you do it. If you can make me cry, James, I'll, I'll vote for you. I guess that's that's how that goes, right? Nah, that's a good reason to vote. All right. <laughs> Best audio design: Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima. Resident Evil 3, Last of Us Part 2. Fuck. Uh, I've heard stuff from Doom Eternal and Half-Life. Like, th that stuff is cool, but, like, oh, God, this is another. It's in between Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us, man. All right. Um, Last of Us had really... Oh, God, but Ghost of Tsushima... I think I... I think for Ghost of Tsushima, what got me was the wind was so useful. And the sound of, like, every sword was so good, but... The amount of detail in The Last of Us Part 2, mm -hmm. I I think, I think just as it sounded, I gotta go with, I gotta yeah. go with Last of Us Part 2. I, I, it was just too, it's, there's so much in there. It's so rich with sound. I, I it is ridiculously you. rich with sound. Dude, like, yeah, I, oh I said God. it during our uh, um, Last of Us spoiler cast, but the moment that really wowed me um, uh, sound design wise is when you first meet the scars and I like downed one of them 
The and, whistle. Yeah, and yeah. one of them like found the body and whistled. And then like another one down the street whistled and it was like a little bit quieter. And then another one slightly farther away whistled again. So it's just cool that not only did they set up that like whistling communication mechanic for the scars, they made it sound real. Like you could you could tell like there were multiple scars at different distances from you. Well done. Yeah, it it's so so yeah, I got it. Yeah, that game is yeah, that's that's that game is sound is amazing. All right, best uh, god that audio yeah. Oh my god. Best score in music. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy remake. Uh Hades or in the Will of the Wisps, Last of Us Part 2. Um I mean sorry, Last of Us Part 2. That's the only one I, I know. Um I I listen to the rest. I you know what's gonna win, James? Final Fantasy. Dude, I was gonna say Doom Eternal. Cause dude, really? the, the really? music so makes that game. Cause it's like it's bad it's badass enough to just be like going full speed, shotgunning the shit out of demons. It's on a whole nother level when you got like hardcore heavy metal like blaring in your headphones at the same time. It just makes you feel like such a badass. And if the soundtrack for Doom Eternal was anywhere close to as good as the soundtrack to uh, uh, that Doom 2016 had, yeah, it's going to be a good soundtrack. I would be honest. I wasn't into it that much in the first really? one. I think I'm just not in the yeah, doom, honestly. I, I just I'm just like, oh yeah, that's fine. I like ran through it, and I was just happy to be done with mm. it. When I that was like my favorite part, oh. to be honest. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's gonna be Final Fantasy VII remake. But I would like it to be Last of Us just because it did have a, it, it. There are songs in there that I would listen to after the game was over on loop for a bit. All right, uh, best art. Well, actually, you know what? You know what? That should have been on there. Beyond Light soundtrack. That soundtrack is amazing. Is good, yeah. I don't know where I, they got. They snubbed that shit. Beyond Light Game of the Year soundtrack. Uh, best Art Direction. Final fin- Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. Or in the Will and the Wisps. Last of Us Part Two. Man. I think Hades or Ori will win. I would say Ghost of Tsushima because the amount of color in that game mm-hmm. and just... If you switch it to black and white to Kurosawa mode, as well as the way they use the wind as a mm-hmm. visual guide for you and the colors of the leaves, I I gotta say Ghost of Tsushima yeah. for that. Easily. I'd have to agree with you. I honestly think that Ghost of Tsushima, excuse me, Ghost of Tsushima has a very good chance of winning because its art direction was so just breathtaking. It was so beautiful that I couldn't switch to Kurosawa mode. I I loved it way too much. It was too. Be- it's the only game I've taken pictures. Yeah, of. Yeah, really. I had besides uh, Lost Legacy. Those are the only two games I've ever taken pictures. Yeah, of. I had a um a plan to just like switch back and forth between regular and Kurosawa mode just for funsies, but the game was so beautifully colorful that I was just like, I can't. I, I for my first playthrough at least, I have to play it in color. It's it's just too yeah. beautiful. Best narrative, Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Of course, I don't. I don't even know what that is. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the exact. It's just gonna be between those two games know, right? for like the last. It, I think oh, best God, narrative um, probably would have to go to uh, the, the Last of Us Part, part two, two for me because that was the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it was the story. And like, not yeah, to say that Ghost, yeah, of, Tsushima, that's, yeah, that's Ghost that. of Tsushima had a really good story too, a really good narrative, but The Last of Us, like, that was 
what really kept you enraptured in it. You, there is like a big choice in Ghost of Tsushima that really does make you talk about it after. But Last of Us 2 has choice. Like there's so many things that happen in it that aren't necessarily choices, but you're just talking about it. You're questioning it like throughout the game and after the game. And mm-hmm. you just keep thinking mm-hmm. about it. And it's also what makes you depressed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Best narrative to Last of Us Part 2. That's, God, it's too much, man. Last two, James. Last two, we're so close. Best game direction. Okay. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to say Ghost of Tsushima for this one because they took it into a direction no one really, no one expected a game like this, really. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. It's really hard to, like, I'm not sure how to define best game direction. Well, I guess, uh, oh, actually, I guess, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So I guess, like, ah, you know what's going to win that? Half-Life Alex will win yeah. that, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think Half-Life Alex or Hades would probably win that specifically. Um, I would just personally, yeah, yeah, it's going to be Half-Life Alex or Hades. I think those are the two, just because they, they're they the most innovative in that sense. Um, But Last of Us just, like, goes ham on tech. And Ghost of Tsushima, I think, just felt so... F- it feels so fresh is yeah. the thing like it's so fresh and then finally james game of the year are you ready i don't know we'll see all right we got doom eternal what okay <laughs> final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizons i guess that's understandable uh the last of us, the last of us part two Part of me, I think what's going to get this is Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. I think it'll win it. Uh, but I'm personally very much in turmoil between Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Same. Part 2 because they hit very, very different points within me. One of which is very high tech driven in terms of like all of the audio, in terms of all the types of things you can do, all the new stuff compared to the first game and how them, how much they make you care to a point where I've cried multiple times in that game or at multiple points in that game. And it just hit me emotionally, but it also made me incredibly sad afterwards. And I it like had a lasting effect on me for like multiple days after the game was done. Yeah. Like I was just like, there's like a rain cloud on my head. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima had a much different impact where the sound of just tranquility was amazing. The traveling was amazing. You're on an adventure kind of, you're like fighting all the Mongolians. The combat was just, oh, superb. And I played on the hardest difficulty because how fun it was to be a samurai. And it made me so badly want to travel to Japan, even more so than I ever have before. Like it literally has made me, it's, it's gotten me to the pinnacle of wanting to travel to Japan over any other country right now. Uh, that's how hard it's hit me. And I, I guess it's just because it's just a more... I, over this quarantine, I've gotten more and more enamored with the culture, whether it's Godzilla anime or now Ghost of Tsushima. And I just want to see more. And that game just did so much. It's so hard. It's hard. It's really hard. But at least for this, for the Game of the Awards, uh, I'm going to say Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I feel like the Last of Us two, Part Two is probably going to win. I personally would probably vote for uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Just, I, it's weird to say yeah. that. It's well, like, like, it's just, like I said, we'll have our own game of the year talk yeah. later as well. Yeah. So, right. so I, yeah, I guess I'll just leave it at that. I personally would like to see uh, Ghost of Tsushima win, but I think that The Last of Us is going to win. 
Gotcha. Okay. So that is all of the nominees for the Game Awards. Uh, and that took way longer. Oh, yeah. And I think we talked way too long about esports. James. I'm sorry. Way too long. I thought it was interesting. And you're, you're like, I don't even know these, but here's my explanation. I know one of them. Let me talk about it. I'm like, oh, it's not too many. And I look at the amount and I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't realize the list was that long. I thought we would have time to talk about some what we've been playing and watching. I was Sounds like we'll have to have another special episode for that. Honestly, we might just probably, yeah, we might do a a winter. I think we're going to call it the winter hibernation special. Ooh, that's a good one. Backlog hibernation special. Yeah, it'll be, that'll be, oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that, James. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Last thing, though, was the other event coming. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Game Awards is December 10th. So we got that early December. We also got the G4 Holiday Reunion special coming to G4 TV on YouTube. G4 TV, so I think their own website, as well as YouTube on November 24th. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And it's also premiering on, it's coming to TV on Sci-Fi on November 27th at midnight, 11 p.m. Central. Okay. So, it's going to be hosted by Ron Funches. I don't know who that is. And with the original cast of G4 and more, exclamation point. And the G4 Holiday Reunion Special is like a little, it's got that, it's got a little uh, joystick and it's in, in a pumpkin pie. Hmm. Alright. So, I think, obviously, this is more like a cool thing of like, uh, we talked about before, like, oh shit, G4 is coming back. And we were wondering would they actually get these people back or not. It didn't seem possible. It seems like you're going to get Olivia Munn, Kevin Pereira, Morgan Webb, and Adam Sessler all back for this, among maybe others that came after, like, I think... Uh, what was his name? Was it Chris Gore? Or Frank Gore? Uh, was another dude. Uh, Sarah Underwood, I think, was another. Uh, I think. I think they were two of the other ones that were like an X-Play, I think, or something. I don't remember. They were in one of them or something. But uh, you potentially could have them come back. And who knows is... Uh, apparently Ron Funch... <laughs> James... Like my sister's in the other room working on something as she's visiting, but she texts me and says, Ron Funches plays one of the characters on my show. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so he's one of the voice actors that, like, I guess, uh, like trolls. So, uh, that, yeah, so I guess that's a voice actor. Uh, but, okay. W- will this be the start of something big with all of the, 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 the only thing I really want to ask is, do you think they're all going to come back for more? Or is it just this special to reintroduce this as like the kickoff and then now you have a new generation of people running it? Or are they getting the original four back and they're going to be there at least for the like small foreseeable future at the very least with probably like new six month to like one year contracts or something? All right. Interesting. I mean, do you think that? Uh... I don't know. Like, honestly, I haven't really been following the G4 thing. It, it'd be interesting to see all these people come back for, like... Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot you didn't have cable. <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, I mean, I watched some of their clips on, like, game trailers when that was a thing. Uh, on Spike TV? No, the website game trailers. Oh, because wasn't there an actual game trailers TV show on Spike late night with Jeff Keighley? there? Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So I don't know. It would it would be cool to see these people come back like long term, but I don't know. It 
I literally haven't been following them for years, so I don't know if they have other things that they've been doing or if they're actually free to do this. I know Morgan Webb works at a game developer, I think, as some, I think, a producer or something. Okay. Obviously, Olivia Munn's become an actress. Right. Uh, like, the last thing I think she was in that I saw, at least, was either X-Men Apocalypse or the Predator movie. Oh, oh yeah, it was Predator. the Predator movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Uh, Kevin Pereira, I feel like, has been hosting other stuff, but lesser-known stuff, maybe. And then Adam Sessler, I think, went crazy and grew a really big beard. And really? Because I just remember him crazy being stuff. completely bald. I- yeah, he's got a big beard now or something. Mm, I don't know. I, I saw a picture from once and I was like, dude looks crazy. I have no idea what he's doing, though. <laughs> I'm honestly unsure. But it would be cool to have all four of them back. Uh, we'll see. I mean, for me personally, too, I, I really like Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn. Those were like the two I enjoyed the most, even though they were just more a tech show. And Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler were like the gamer show. Yeah. And I did like them, too, as, as well. Especially, I really liked their opinions back then. Because also that was before I read reviews or like looked at other stuff and podcasts for the most part. Actually, you know what? I, I never really read reviews, to be honest. I would just kind of look at them a bit and then I'd get angry as a kid. Because, you know, everyone didn't really think that well. <laughs> but whatever. Game reviews or whatever. I like my own reviews because I'm the one playing it. Yeah, so let's see how that goes. I really want to talk about it after it's premiered. But that's a... Uh, it's on the 24th, so that's in two days. So if this comes out on the 23rd and I get it out mm. on time, well, you know, just remember, this is coming on the, d- the day after that. I think it'll just be harder for me to watch because I think that's when I work out. At 6 o'clock, I have a schedule to work out at the time, so I got to figure that out. Um, yeah, I'll figure it out. But yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting. We'll see what happens there. And that's all the news, James. It only took two hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> we did yeah. it. <laughs> We did it. I'm sorry. I, it wasn't supposed to take this long. I'm re- I'm terribly sorry. At least we kept it under two hours. Well, at the I very mean, least. did the Game Awards really need to have that many categories? Did we need to talk that long about those categories? Some of them, probably not. Oh, well. Especially the esports ones? Hey, there, <laughs> people care about that. Maybe not you, but some people do. Oh, who cares, man? Who cares? It's esports. I mean, enough people. Even though everyone's that, investing in them. Like, enough people that there are, like, multiple esports leagues that make enough money to keep going. So someone cares. Yeah, about I know. It. I know. So boring. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the show. If you want to follow us, uh, or I guess uh, email us, you can at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can uh, either write in with uh, questions you want us to read out on the show, or you can give us some feedback, positive or negative. We will read it either way and take it into consideration. You can also follow the show at Sutra Side Talk on Twitter or Sutra Side Talk on Instagram. You can also follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124, and you can follow myself on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. Uh, of course, you can subscribe, follow, uh, like, give a five-star review to the show on whatever platform you're listening to. That'll really help us out. And of course, you can always uh, do your best to share that show. That is what you can do the most to help us is share it word of mouth, share it on social media. Of course, uh, retweet it if we post the new episode on Twitter or uh, uh, on Instagram, share it to your story and tag us. We would love to see that. And if we see one of those, we'll totally share that to our story as well. But, uh, you know, that kind of stuff always helps us out, just brings more awareness. We would just want to grow and keep spreading from person to person. 
uh, not in a dangerous way, but you know, in a safe, safe, yeah. nice, socially distanced way. Uh, <laughs> that kind of spreading. Uh, but of course, this has been the show. Uh, we will be back soon. It seems like we have four types of specials coming. Another big uh, Hibernation Backlog special. Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 special. Of course, our Ghost of Tsushima special that we will have um, sometime when we play it fully. I'm sorry. And a actual full-on Beyond Light Destiny 2 special to just go in-depth on that as well. So we got those coming up too. Probably all before the year is over. Uh, so we got, well, we might have some weeks where uh, there is a couple episodes in one week. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But otherwise, see y'all next week. Have a have a good time. Thanks. Enjoy those G4 specials. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>